When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back to you, Tower 2 at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, the pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman is in. As uh, can find him on Twitter, at Bill Dolman. And uh, apparently there's uh, not quite the Matt uh, Rule, Coach Rule hieroglyphics, but F underscore F was allegedly put on a whiteboard, directed it at one of our uh, our. our Dudes here for Hale Varsity Radio this week. Uh, Professor Bill is in. Pride of Fairbury, are you also in Arizona? I am not in Arizona. I am actually in Kansas City, though, monitoring, you know, what uh, the crowds are going to be like for the big uh, Cincinnati-Kansas City game this week. I don't know if you heard that that's taking place. So I'm down in KC (laughs) with a lot of other folks. But uh, where I'm at right now, I'm going to tell you the uh, – I am on the low end of the demographic – Ah, so they're okay. Okay, we'll just grandma and grandpa are here. Lots of nice, nice. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you're telling me here's what I think. I think a lot of grandmas and grandpas who had some inheritance tucked away for their kids are spending it on tickets to go to the Cincinnati game this weekend, and perhaps to get uh, an Airbnb down in uh, uh, Glendale for the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. So are you, are you going to just do the trifecta? Are you going to hit power and light? Are you going to hit gate? And are you going to hit Westport? Well, you know, those are all on the docket. Sure, those are up for uh, up for visits. Absolutely. Winning Kansas City. You got to do the Majestic. Steakhouse and Jazz Club in the basement. Smoke right. is optional in the basement, but um, okay. uh, it's uh, the Majestics where you, where you got to go get that uh, that bone in uh, steak. It's out, outstanding. And then go to Joe's we'll hit, for your barbecue. Joe's for your barbecue. We'll we'll hit recruiting here because I know you love it, and then we'll get into some NFL and some hoops. But real real quick though, you know you covered Dom at Nebraska. You followed his career in Detroit. And we've kept, uh, you know, Junior on on the radar here. Dylan's as good as advertised. And you look at the number of of high-profile quarterbacks that typically, when they're rated this high, they go do something somewhere, right? They they have that opportunity. But Nebraska, Coach Rule using his first visit uh, out of the gate uh, to, to go see Dylan can't visit again. But everybody else on staff with a red zip-up has, and they packed them, and they're down in, in Glendale right now. Well, I think Matt Rule, since he can't go back to the Royola House uh, as a coach, 
has gone back to Arizona to uh, try to petition for adoption so he can become a member of the family <laughs> and can visit uh, at every holiday. I mean, I would not put it past Matt Rule and his staff to do something like like that. They look, they have been all in, and and I do think, and I think we talked about this maybe last week or you know, a couple of weeks ago. Look, I think I think Dominic's going to let his kid make the decision, but I think that there are some things that Dominic is saying to his son through the media, uh, you know, talking about how good Nebraska is doing right now in terms of the facilities. So he was he was effusive in his praise that Nebraska is five years ahead of anybody with uh, with the facilities being put in. Uh, he's had high praise for Matt Rule and his staff and the way they approached them when the uh, the opportunity to visit came in. You didn't hear any of that, you know, prior to the coaching change, right? I mean, Dylan, Dylan Rayola has been on the radar a long, long time. And you didn't hear much from Dom about Nebraska. Uh, you know, it was always, it was up to Dylan to make the decision. But I'm, I'm not saying he's he's speaking in code to his son, but, but Dominic has been very effusive in his praise of Nebraska and Matt Rule. I think that speaks volumes. And maybe, it, it, and maybe Dylan decides to go elsewhere. That's fine. But I think Nebraska fans should be hardened by knowing that the effort is being made by the staff to do everything that it can to try to get one of the best ranked players in the country for that class. And, you know, look, I, I'm not a big recruiting guy, but I do know that typically four plus and five star guys are the ones who earn those numbers. You know, I, I think of Jadavian Clowney when he was like a sophomore was a five star. He wasn't, he hasn't been a great pro, but he was a great college player, great high school player. It, you know, it worked out that way. So uh, I do think Dominic is saying a lot of great things that Nebraska fans should, you know, take heart in whether his, his son signs with Nebraska or not. Now, Bill, a point that I made back in hour one, I want to get your take on it, being a guy who's usually pretty anti-recruiting, is that Dylan Ryle, getting a commitment from him could lead to Nebraska being able to attain the best recruiting class on paper that they've had in their history, just with the draw that a number one overall recruit brings to a football program, and especially when you combine that with where Nebraska has been over the past couple of years. It just feels like it'd be a breath of fresh air and a potential completely needed influx of talent for this football team. I want to get your, your take on, on that right there. Am I being too overreactive with what the importance of a guy like Dylan Rayla could mean to this football program? I've said it many, many times on the show, and it, and it bears repeating, And I, but I know everybody listens all the time. Turner Gill is the most important recruit Nebraska football has ever had because it was the he was the player that transferred Nebraska from the 70s into the 80s into the option and what Nebraska became into the 90s. Tommy Frazier was a transformative quarterback because he was able to, you know, establish, you know, the, the mentality of a winner. He was never a team captain, but Tommy Frazier was a tremendous leader. Very, very important. Is Dylan Rayola that kind of player uh, in terms of his skill set and his leadership and his maturity? I don't know. You would think that if his dad played in the NFL and played in Nebraska, he's got some pretty good savvy, much like an Arch Manning, you know, the stock that he comes from. I think that's, I think that's can be somewhat comparable. And I do think that if Dylan Rayola signs with Nebraska, yes, that can be a transformative uh, get for Nebraska in, in the recruiting game. We still haven't seen what he can do offensively on the field for Nebraska. That remains to be seen if he signs. But you get a five-star at that position at this stage with this coaching staff, that is incredibly significant. But I'm also going to say I think that those guys have already created 
that momentum with the players that they have signed and where they've been able to get them. You know, getting the kid out of Tennessee a couple of days ago. Remember, all those guys on the four letter say, nobody wants to go to Nebraska. How are they going to recruit to Nebraska? Well, where's Nebraska been getting players from? Three guys off a national championship team at Georgia, guys out of Texas, guys out of uh, uh, Tennessee now. I mean, it's been, a, it's been really remarkable uh, how fearless they have been in going anywhere to get the players that they want in their program and some that are eye openers. Like, the, you know, the speedster out of Texas had no stars, signs with Nebraska, and all of a sudden he's a three star. So uh, I, I think that Nebraska has set the stage for Rayola to give his commitment and not feel the pressure that he's got to be the guy because there's already momentum with some pretty good players coming in. Bill, one thing that I'm intrigued to see, it's one thing to go star hunting and wow them with the plan, with the facilities, have the relationship that you, you trust and feel like, all right, I can be a better student, a better person a really good football player their specialty's always been development right think about pairing all right a, a higher starting point of talent with what they do well anyway and that's development that's got to be exciting i mean that's what nebraska did for a ton of years they got high level dudes but they developed the heck out of them because they were really excellent coaches under T.O. And, and, and Frank and even Bo. I mean, those guys got good talent, and then they 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 really hit a lot of ceilings with guys, be it three stars or you saw in, in Sue's case that borderline five-star. Once he got under Bo, Sue became Sue, right? So think about pairing the, the talent with the, the incoming starting point. That's got to be exciting. And I'm not saying these – Five stars, four stars, high-level guys. They're going after tackles. They're going after defensive linemen. They're going after wideouts. Uh, Rule's been combing Missouri and the surrounding states the last couple of days. But if you get that combination, that could be pretty big time for Nebraska. You know, not only did Nebraska get, you know, players who were threes and fours and made them fours and fives and, you know, some of the great players in college football history, they also got blocks of granite. Guys who are just hard-nosed, tougher than hell, and they carved them into great players, you know? Guys who may not have been on the radar with anybody else, but Nebraska and that coaching staff saw something. And much like what Rule says he is doing, I know what I want. I know what what the kind of player I want to fit what I want to do. Okay, well, Nebraska has done that for a long, long time. But you also have to keep in mind when you're talking about development – it's, it's not just what the player wants to hear and how good are you going to make me and am I going to get a shot at the league? And, and Rule talks about that second contract and getting that $5 million deal. Look, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas want to hear how are you going to develop my son into becoming a productive young man in college and a productive man once he's done with college, regardless of what his success is on the field. So, you know, Matt Rule's pitch just like it has been throughout Nebraska history with Tom Osborne, you know, they, it's the total person program. It's the Dennis LeBlancs and the Keith Zimmers and all of those things that Nebraska put in place ahead of anybody else. Okay. The life skills and all that. When you're talking about development, Nebraska has always been part of that as a total person. So you can sell the kid on where I can get you and how good of a player I can make you. But mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, 
they want to make sure that that kid comes to Nebraska or wherever he goes and they develop into a great citizen. And I think that Matt Rule's got a pretty good track record of that based on the loyalty of the guys who are on staff with him. Bill, when you talk about that, that total person development, does it surprise you that Nebraska only has one academic All-American over the past decade? This is something we hit a couple days ago, but I want to get your take on it. One academic American over the, the past 10 seasons. Well, what, what does that mean to you? Well, I, it, maybe it means that uh, the rest of the country has decided that they need to be a little more, uh, 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 put a little more emphasis on it the way Nebraska did for, for so many years, you know, and, and to catch up what Nebraska's got like a hundred more than the second closest team. And that, I think Stanford's second or something like that. Well, I should yeah, know. I should you know, know. You have, but you know, in order to be an academic All-American, you not only got to hit, hit the books pretty well, you know, and, and survive professors like me in the classroom. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you know, you gotta be, you've got to be pretty good on the field too. And they don't just give that out because you get an A in, in sports writing 250, right? You still got to play pretty well on the field to earn it. I should note, whenever I, I make the point of one academic All-American of the past decade, I'm referring specifically to the football team. There's been other academic Americans from other right. sports. You're so I just talking, put that talking pigskin. Bill, uh, thoughts on Nebraska basketball real quick. Uh, I know we kind of outlined a week ago what Nebraska could do for the NIT. That's off the table right now, you would feel, with the injuries. But uh, let's let's talk Trev here. And have have you seen enough grit and fight and and change for uh, a, a year five for Fred? Because I think we all want to see him back. It just could get real, real tough here with this stretch, home and away, with with how thin they are. A couple of weeks ago, I said Nebraska Nebraska had to go seven and five to get into the postseason. Six and six wasn't going to get it done. They had to have a, a above five hundred record in conference play. Now, now you're hoping that they can go four and five down the stretch, and that means holding serve on home court and finishing the season with, you know, wins in the teens. You know, that's better than last year. But, look, let me take you back to December real quick, and I know we've got to wrap up here. Remember after Nebraska beat Creighton, what did Trev Alberts do? He invited a couple of basketball players to come up to his office, and he gave them black shirts for their great defensive effort. Who were the two guys that came to the office to get black shirts? Guys that are hurt. Bandamel and Gary. Trev knows that what Fred Hoiberg was building for this season centered a lot around those two guys. Yes, Derek Walker and Sam Greasel. But those two guys were great additions for Fred. And to have them both gone at this stage of the season for the for the rest of the year. But Trev, I think I think Trev's going to go, look, Fred, I know what you're up against, especially when you lost those guys. Tough year. I don't know. If they, I don't, I'm not sure if they both can come back next year, but Gary can. I, I think I, I think Trev had to like what he was seeing, and the adjustments Fred made, the fight that this team had. I think people like watching him play, but when you've only got nine scholarship guys and nine games left to go in the regular season, I, I think everybody kind of understands, you know, how the final chapter might get written, and believe that maybe next year will be better. All right, your picks for the NFL weekend, partner. Are you going Chiefs or are you going Cincy? What do you think about Philly and San Fran? Well, I think Kansas City is is um, should be very thankful that they're at home. I think it's going to be have to be their ground game. I don't think Mahomes is going to be able to be as versatile in terms of moving the moving around in the pocket and creating those spectacular plays. All you got to do is lock down Kelsey 
and you got a chance to beat Kansas City. And I don't think Cincinnati is afraid of them at all. I think Philadelphia has been the best team all year. Their defense is great. And if I'm Brock Purdy, I don't want to, to see Andomica and Sue on the other side of the field. I know it's a great story. So was Case Keenum a few years ago. But at some point, I think it's going to come to an end. I think it's going to be uh, Philadelphia and Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. The Dave Remington Bowl is what we will uh, title it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh. And by the way, I can't believe Elijah is still talking after I said he needed to stop with that whole white-on-white white uniform thing a couple of days ago. I haven't said anything today. No. We, well, we, I know, but but still, at the time, you just kept talking after you said they should wear white. No. Surrender right. I, I, I still stand behind it. I still stand Ames behind my stand. 92. Watch the game. All right. Pride of Fairbury and Joy no. KC. All right. See you guys. Go Big Red. There he is. Bill Dolman with us. We'll check in. Where has Nebraska's offers gone? Brady Altman's coming up next from Hale Varsity.